Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Scott. I'm Chris. And I'm Diaz. We're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. a little uh short this week we don't have marissa with us so we're just going to jump right into our what's new chris what's going on with you this week man? Uh, let's see when did we record last last sunday yeah okay so we finally picked up the bass and i got to use it yesterday because we're recording on a monday um so it plays really well i'm very happy with how it turned out and i got a lot of comp it looked Go ahead. It looks great. Yeah, I got, a lot of people are like really asking me about it when I posted it in a couple of groups, and then actually at the church I was at, they were like, "So how did you uh, get that color?" So it was the one thing I keep forgetting about it is you have a bound neck. Oh yeah, and that just makes it look so much better. Yeah, that was like the one thing I had to like put my foot down on it when like Marissa and I were like discussing it, and I was like, "I really like how a bound neck looks, but I think it's kind of like grown on her a little bit." I hope so well it doesn't look gaudy yeah like it looks really it looks it, really, it looks classy so that's that oh, very much so like that's the cool thing about like some sparkle guitars like you've got the really over the top ones and you're just like ew mm-hmm. but there's certain you there's certain colors that just have a really nice like everyone loves a good gold sparkle like a, you because it can you look really good but whenever you get some of these random colors it's just like uh like like lime green stuff like that you're just like no no it no. looks like a funfetti cake well but, so i'm from florida so like that's like a, if i see a like lime green sparkle i think of a cholo because they a lot of mexican people may had their car that color and i don't understand why interesting oh then it fits guitars perfectly because <laughs> like all guitar colors are hot rod colors yeah, yeah. Basically. or the corvette gets guitars i that, i mean that was remember the john mayer prs that came out this year those are those colors like we were like slagging them or like this is boring yada 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 mm-hmm. they were all tesla's colors that's how we picked them really yeah hmm. those are the same colors tesla uses so he was like when leo fender came out with his he was looking at the hot rods of the the era mm-hmm. i guess john considered tesla um the modern hot rod so there you go fun fact oh wow yeah. interesting didn't know so that's your uh john mayer that's, that's my one john mayer reference <laughs> for the you're allowed to talk about a camper later <laughs> <laughs> all right so in addition to the base also got the i'm still not sure how to pronounce the name of the brand uh elisis uh quadriverb i'm not sure like yep. what year unit it is but it's been pretty cool for me um definitely like very tempted to like keep my rack case and like drag it around with me and like set up a couple of like church presets because like even the drive from like the preamp is pretty good so i'm kind of tempted to get like a second and like just make that my like church drive section <laughs> i did a... is the elisis the one that slash used to use maybe I know uh, the reason that I've really looked into them is because that's what Jeff Buckley used a lot and, like, most famously on his version of Hallelujah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I need to listen to that song again. I still love the Leonard Cohen version. He did a live version, and it's like he's got this low, sultry voice. Just, like, it makes you want to go to sleep. But Jeff Buckley's version is amazing. Like, you just listen to it. And you're just his, his the way his voice just soared through the song was amazing. I still think it's funny that churches play that song. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, they're just like, no, we're gonna skip that verse totally. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Diaz, what's new with you, man? Uh, I got string joy strings, so I, I've been, I've been working like I haven't had a day off. My last day off was the last day we recorded, so uh. And we even had to move the recording back a day because I was working yesterday. Um, so I haven't had much of a chance to do anything. 
Um, I like I got three sets of strings in with a, so we talked about it in the last episode. I wanted to try a wound G, so I got this in, but I haven't even taken my firebird out of the case to put them on yet. I might do that tonight before I go to sleep, but I think that's pretty much it with me. I, I, had, I had somebody hitting me up on Facebook chat asking about string joy and wound G's. So apparently people are paying attention and, uh, I, I don't think they remember which Scott is actually string joy. <laughs> so but. just remember Scott Hamilton is the one that you send all your hate mail to. Yes. Yeah, I I get plenty of that already about Diaz. So now <laughs> we can just every once every once in a while I just send an email. I'm just like you. What was it? Uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. You suck. Like that's it. I'm just gonna send random <laughs> random gifts of that guy. Just, <laughs> you jackass. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot new going on. Uh, I don't think I have uh, any plans for any new gear really either. I've been. You're not buying another phaser. <sighs> No, I'm buy I no actually I saw him buying new gear. Um I've got a setup. So I bought the boss or not the boss, the uh the little company called Velatron? Yeah, or, or Velaton? Vel Velton. Yeah. Uh they uh uh they had the PH ten, I bought that. So the guy I talked about the story, I said, you know, it was kind of you know, me and the guy kinda of hit it off. We were pretty cool. Um you know, when he took me out to dinner. <laughs> you going antiquing next Saturday? <laughs> Listen, don't be a jackass. <laughs> Antiquing's on Sunday. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, um, no, I'm actually going over to his place. Uh, I'm going to bring my Kemper and let him mess with it. And in exchange for that, um, he's cutting me a killer deal on a, a few more Velton pedals. And I'm picking one up for uh, Chris as well. Yeah. So um he's a really cool guy he's got a little studio or not a little studio he's got actually a nice little a nice studio downstairs he's got quite a bit of gear we i had to go through and do the whole look at this look at this look at this but it, i mean it wasn't like boring it was really cool so he's got some interesting toys down there he's got two joe bonamassa firebirds the epiphone firebirds interesting so he's got two different colors of them so i guess he's a joe bonamassa fan but I was just like, I saw Firebirds. So I was like, I want to touch. <laughs> um, so, but like, uh, yeah, I'm picking those up next week at some point. But I'll talk about it on the recording because I can't remember which pedals I said I was going to get. And I think he just threw a bunch of stuff my way for helping him out with the Kemper and all that. So That's cool. Yeah, I, I also, I bought no new guitar gear this week, believe it or wow. not. Um, wow. I, I know. Uh I did buy stuff though. So it's been last week I was in Ableton really heavily because uh, that foot controller thing that I've been showing off is effectively working and I got it. I'm just kind of testing it out and using it. So I used it last Sunday to run all our loops, tracks, clicks, everything uh, for the service again. So and do you so, have like, do you like do different banks and you're like, you always know this does this no matter what bank it is or something, or it's, are you just programming different commands like play, pause, next stuff like that? Uh, yeah. So, um, I have it right now where like one or two banks, uh, usually I use two banks to do it. So I have like the songs before the sermon and the songs after the sermon on separate banks. And I, the, each one of those will trigger the the start of a, a song and then i use the zero bank you use that to kind of mute individual tracks so uh for example two weeks ago or three weeks ago we were playing and uh our singer was kept jumping the the start like and so i would kill the cue track like i i build into that thing a cue of like uh verse two three four they kept jumping the start, and so and like verse like, right, I'm... two, three. Now I got right, we're we're in the verse already, but okay. Yeah, it, it was moments like that. So I'm like, all right, it, that will keep throwing people off. So like, I'll just mute that track, but keep the click going. You know, stuff like that. Or if that's the case, I also then need to kill the uh, the backing tracks and stuff like that. If we have backing tracks, depends on the song. Um. So yeah. Digging into that, and then uh, in the process of that, I blew up uh, my entire Waves plugins installation. So I had to like 
upgrade to the newest version of that. So now I have Waves Diamond instead of Waves Gold because it was like a hundred bucks. Fancy schmancy. Yeah, I get like new compressor plugins that I now need to learn how to use to justify their existence. So yeah, that's my new. Um, so yeah, let's dig into some gear news. Uh, Chris, why don't you start us off with Exotic California Classic? Uh, come on, mouse. Uh, well, it's a Telecaster shape, uh, a relict in, in my opinion, not the greatest way because, uh, as far as looks go, you know, it's got your standard, you know, tele ass aspects of like did someone shoot it with a shotgun with some like exactly it looks like somebody like just like took a screwdriver and was like nicking around the outside edge and then like sandpaper where like the top strap and your forearm goes i just threw my keys at it for seven months yeah but like the entire i I left a bunch of change in the case but the center of the guitar is like pristine (laughs) look at look at the i'm sorry look at you can zoom in on the uh, logo. It looks horrible. It's a different color. I mean, that's that's normal when it's no, a stick yeah. on. No, not not that much of a difference. Usually, it's like a water slide. Can you tell that if it's like, like sticker sticker? Just sticker well, it, if it's color. a water slide, it, it it chips off. If it's a sticker, uh, it stays like that. Like uh, I think my John Mayer has a sticker, not a water slide. No, this so there's a little bit of clear around hmm. it no it looks horrible i say i think it looks horrible yeah, I, it, I think it's if they did like a regular relic job or just left it with like the forearm stuff you know it would have been fine but just like the clearly baked relic i love bad. it the goal isn't to reinvent the wheel yeah i get it especially with that design because <laughs> but redefine a legendary guitar by making modern adjustments custom specs that improve playability in tone that was their who that was William Reynaud Reynaud Renewed Exotic Master Luthier because I pronounce it exotic. <laughs> if you know the right way to pronounce it, go in the group and tell me I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> uh, so it starts at twenty five hundred dollars. It's a, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, in the yeah. boutique world, that's about what relic guitars go for, don't they? Basically, like, uh, yeah. Uh, I just I don't I'm I don't get it. I mean, I get, like, I understand, but with a relic job like that, that honestly looks like a guitar. And with the decal on the headstock, that looks like a guitar mm-hmm. you'd find for like 300 bucks a part caster on your Facebook marketplace from a guy named like TJ. Yeah. Eh. So the, on their websites, they say they can do a light, medium, and heavy and super he- heavy aging. So I'm I'm hoping this is the super heavy and like there are more mm. like reasonable natural aging yeah. levels on this. My, I love that you're biggest... like natural, like one that doesn't look like a six year old did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the other part that kind of just is bugging me with the models I'm seeing here is like all the chrome on one of them is like still super shiny, and it just like it looks like you replaced the bridge on a vintage guitar. Yeah, uh, it looks like poop in my opinion. That looks a little out of sorts, whereas like, but at the same time, like, oh gosh. So we keep talking about this guy. One of the guys I play with at church has a Fano that is relict, and we always make fun of it, how it's relict. And like one of the things that like, they relic their tuning keys and they do everything mm-hmm. like that. So like one of his tuning keys really sucks because it's relic too far and it kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, like it's like, that's it they do that and it just gets too extreme yeah. i will say though that on their website their blonde model that they have shown definitely looks a whole lot better than the three-tone sunburst i would agree there i like the see through yeah like the wood grains coming through it's a lot better but i you know uh have you played any zotic guitars I before i i know them mostly I, for yeah. i played one at, i played one at, at summer i didn't Nam. even know they made guitars until now they had a i think they had them at their booth at summer Nam. i'm pretty sure they were there i like yeah i played a, an ex i'm unless i'm so like completely it, confusing them how does it compare to something like uh a sewer or a 
Whitfill or is it Sir or Sure? Sure is the microphone brand. Sir is the guitar brand. Like like pardon me, sir. Yeah. Well, I've been pronouncing that wrong in my head for a long time. You learn would, something new every day. I would say uh, if I remember correctly, and if I'm 100% correct in my remembering that I played that guitar, it didn't wow me. It seemed like, oh, it's like, it's like one of those, like, you like play it, you're like, okay, that's a nice guitar. And then that's it. It's not like you long for it. It's not like where you play a guitar, like whenever you play, like I've played a cower and I picked it up, I was like, holy crud, this thing, amazing. Like, um... I'd say it's on par with with Sir, um, if not a little bit under. But Sir also has like their really nice stuff, and then their production line, don't they? I am not an expert, not either. Or or, or I think at one point they moved everything pretty much to production line. It used to be more in depth, like it used to be more closer to handmade. Um, but it, I wasn't I wasn't completely wild by it once again though i'm really kind of over the everyone's making a telecaster guitar so or everyone's making a strat because strats are back in because mateus as a santo or whatever plays one now so whatever i mean i i'd argue the strat never left yeah. but no i mean i had i i owned a strat and i loved it uh i would say that the the strat fell it never left but it wasn't like super mainstream for a while. Yeah, I mean, right right now it's about it's all about offsets. Yeah, um, strats I think are making a stronger comeback. Uh, for a while there, it was all about the telly. Um, and then I I think it went from telly to Gretsch to strats. Now we're on offsets. Um, and uh, definitely in the P Dubs world, that mm -hmm. is true. Well, I'm talking about yeah. I think it, that's kind of the I don't use that to gauge the entire musical industry, but it's definitely um, what I've seen in the circles I run in. So, I mean, but like if you go to Nashville, the telly never left. So Yeah, I, I mean, the telly's never going to leave because it's just super it's a verse, simple. It's a simple yeah. and versatile guitar. It covers yeah. a lot of ground. So. Well, and, and the telly kind of had a renaissance a few years ago when like John Five started playing metal on them, and you know all these kind of uh, Jim Root Jim had Root. the had the Telecaster from Slipknot. Yep. Yeah, so. so like there's other venue, and like now you have all the Chapman T-type guitars and you yeah. know all this kind of stuff. Well, John, yeah, um, that's a good point. John Five is a really good one because John Five plays so many different styles because when he left kind of the Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie stuff and became a solo artist and releasing like virtuoso albums, he does a lot of chicken picking and a lot of country mm -hmm. stuff in there too, mixed with metal and everything. So, I think he he crossed genres pretty well there and made it kind of a a guitar that it, it, he showed like what it can do but like his signature squire has dual humbuckers in it and uh you know. so while we're on the topic of t-type guitars uh why don't you talk about the strandberg saline ds yeah so strandberg released a t-type guitar called the saline and this guitar t-type it's not a telecaster it's, copy it it, yeah, it, it, is, is it is not it is, a route of, of a single cut guitar. Like it, it is not. No, it is inspired by the Telecaster, and you can see that. But it is um this blew me away. So like the reason why I'm the one talking about it is because like I fell in love with this. And um so it's got the the one that I fell in love with. It's a butterscotch blonde black pick uh pick guard that follows the shape of the body. Um just like a telecaster does but it's a different it's a different shape um but you can see it is a single cut um it has a telecaster bridge pickup telecaster neck pickup um it's got a strandberg style bridge uh but it's got uh, fan frets um it's got what looks like bird's eye maple 
with Mother of Pearl inlays, which that's what my Telecaster has. Well, not Bird's Eye Maple, but it has Maple with uh, Mother of Pearl inlays. And it's even got the neck, the control plate, which has one knob and a pickup selector. The other knob is kind of in a strap position right below the bridge. Got so, but this thing is freaking amazing. Um, the trans butterscotch is seventeen ninety five. And then they've got the, yeah. that's the like the um, baseline, and then they've got a deluxe that comes in candy apple red or vintage burst, and that starts at twenty two hundred or twenty one ninety five. I think it's a hollow as well there's there's some type of carving into the body there on the red one if you in the limited edition version if you get really close in there yeah yeah on the, on the burst as well i wonder are they all hollow these things are this is so this is the stuff that i'm talking i'm talking about i want to see a guitar that can be influenced by a guitar of the past but be something totally different. I mean, it looks like a Strandberg, but it is totally just something fierce. You know, I'm I'm normally kind of turned off by Strandbergs um, yeah. aesthetically. Like I'm I'm such Jason, a stuck in the Jason classic. Fuzzmonger has one, right? Yeah, I believe he has multiple. Oh. Um, but like this it's one nice. really appeals to me way more than any headless guitar I've ever seen. I want that butterscotch blonde one. I like so yeah. bad. I'm. Gonna I don't know, that ice blue hammers. metallic is pretty nice too. Is, you know what? They they picked a lot of great colors. The candy apple red is a great red too. It's not mm -hmm. gaudy. It's not ugly. And even their vintage burst has a really cool um, look to it. It does. It does look. Oh, it's got flame top. Yeah, it's got flame top. It's. Strandberg did a great job. Amazing choice on design and um taking a one of the base models. So I I when I think of base model of guitars, I think Strat, Telly, and Les Paul for the most part. And then you've got like 335 style hollow bodies. But mm -hmm. like when it comes to solid body guitars, those are the three I think of. And they took one of the classics and they changed it, made it modern not just saying like exotic did with like modern features no this son of a gun is a modern guitar oh ultra modern i mean it's yeah. fan fretted i mean what's the is it a compound is, radius on it i don't know but this is like limp biscuit meets brad paisley <laughs> <laughs> and i like it um well i won't say limp biscuit because i don't know if 24 you... frets stainless steel uh are they gonna be on American Musical Supply. Oh my gosh. It's got a <laughs> Endor profile Ender neck profile. I don't know what that totally means. I'm assuming that's a unique shape. Oh, don't don't Strandbergs have like a squarish neck shape where it like forces your thumb to be where it's supposed to be? No. I'm on American Musical right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did you guys just buy one? No, <laughs> they don't have it. <sighs> I would totally buy one. I'm still waiting for Doug Cower to have guitars on <laughs> sounds or something. I mean, you could do a firm uh, financing. No, no, reverb. I, I, no, I've got crappy credit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Scott's like, all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not touching that one. Uh, let's let's move on to our last topic. Am I going to get Ramsey plus... railed? No, no. Um, the earthboard magnetic pedal board so this got announced at summer nam but somehow we missed it so now it's kind of doing the media rounds and we're seeing this because it wasn't interesting enough for me to go <clears throat> i need to touch that uh you know i the reality is i think there was an entire row at nam i didn't bother walking through because it was kind of like accessories row where you just get like yeah that's where you get like the weird straps and you get like the people yeah. who are like these are my new picks and you're there's a there's a little section it's you, all right they, it's been the same spot twice um it's a it's along the windows on the yeah. north side i don't own a compass so i'm just gonna say yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know where the windows are i would hope <laughs> i know where the windows okay. are yeah, but then you got like where like Westminster really got stuck in the corner. Westminster like in the was back. in a really weird spot. Yeah, so you know, some people get really screwed on their position mm -hmm. sometimes. But um, usually, um, well, that back wall 
I always thought it, that ball usually has kind of some of the odd stuff because um, that's where Klops was last year. And then they Yeah, and they that modular pedal was there this year. Uh, yeah. Did, uh, Modal effect. Last yeah. year that, what's the expression pedal? The one that the sustainer? Oh, the yeah. plus pedal? Yeah, the plus pedal. That was on the back wall last year. They yeah, they did this year. Did they? Yeah, they're right see, across from I... Stringjoy, weren't they? Or is that somebody else? No, that was Yellow Cake. No, Where they across from Yellow Cake was. Dude, we interviewed the dude. Yeah. Yeah, they were next to Yellow Cake. I might thought. have been. Uh, I don't know. I know Alexander but... Pedals was right next to Stringjoy. They were mm -hmm. loud. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, so the Earthboard is a new take on pedal boards, which. It's got some interesting promise to it. Um, they're claiming it's magnetically powered effects layouts. Um, and we kind of, in our pre-episode, sat there and kind of went, what does, when you hear magnetically powered, what does that mean to you? My, and they're kind of cagey with what it actually means. See, so, when I think magnetically powered, um, I think of like an alternator. Um, something that's revolving that causes a charge. Um, that's the way uh that you know that's the magnetic powered um like that's what i think of so i don't know how or like what they're charging or what their magnetic battery is yeah so from looking at it and debugging where my brain's at because it, it looks like an aluminum rail or a steel rail pedal board design um but instead of using Velcro or like taping it down or doing like what temple board does where you go through like a, a sort of a peg system. Um, this gives every pedal gets its own little kind of skate for lack of a better term. I believe they call them gravity boots. Um, sort of like the way temple actually sets up where every pedal has to have a little backplate on it. And then it attaches magnetically to rails on the pedal board. And through that, How do magnets you get work? your power. <laughs> Explain it to me like I'm five. No, 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 no that's, that's, a, that's actually an a Insane Clown Posse thing. Someone, so someone, the magnets someone will listen and... and will get it, and they'll be like, aha, and they'll, they'll, they'll know. Don't worry, someone will. Okay, we'll trust you. Go back, go back, go back. Go, <laughs> go back to the so, thing. <laughs> my, my, my thinking, and like, there's not much depth to these skates at all. There's just the magnetic feet, and then there's a DC plug that goes into your pedal. This, so this reminds me of something that a kid made at like science fair in sixth grade, or the invention. Kind of got that vibe. We have yeah. the, we have the we used to have the invention convention, so it switched every year. There's a science fair one year where you're like, this is how magnets work, and then the next year you're like, this is what the hell I did with magnets, like, and you showed how something like my invention convention was I was like i'm like oh this is how we could have floating cars and i literally took magnets and like it didn't work but they were just like Aw. oh you tried to do maglev huh you tried to do a maglev i don't know what that thing. is magnetic levitation yeah i tried to do that like a bullet train so i tried <laughs> to do that so i invented the bullet train is pretty much what i was saying <laughs> in, in fourth grade um yeah so. where's your where's your paycheck from that diaz i don't know miss elder my my fourth grade teacher probably still has it she was kind of crazy she was like miss lippy from billy madison she was totally the lady who like i'm pretty sure i walked in and she was putting glue on her face <laughs> she made a ring out of uh like she would just come up weird you know she you know what she did for fun she made chain mail weird yeah like but it, it wasn't weird enough where you're like you need to be away from children it's weird enough where you're just like like me as an adult now, I'm like, dude, that lady totally smoked pot. There's no, that's the only thing that made sense for half the stuff that she did. Like she had to have been on drugs. There's nothing else makes sense. Nice. So the other cool thing about this pedal board is it is battery powered effectively. Um, that because of the rail system, they have a modular battery that can drop in and charge everything. What if you have to like so, ride your like stationary bike for five minutes before you can play. Oh God. <laughs> you, <have to> shake. <laughs> <laughs> you like have to go like really fast. You have to pedal, pedal, pedal. You're like going, going, going. That way you can lose weight and play guitar. You know what? I need to call these That's guys. Actually, I've got an idea. If, if you... <laughs> There's a, definitely a market for guitar players who need to lose <laughs> weight. <laughs> I am that market. I'm the market. That's, <laughs> 
play, uh, it's, it's like it's like if your fat butt wants to play guitar you better bicycle five miles really quick yeah so yeah all in all uh what's your guys's verdict on this at 350 to 650 uh, not at that price. i'm giving it a solid th three out of ten i think it's an interesting concept it gen 2 is really when it's gonna work I don't think right now it's just too expensive. It's too expensive, and it 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 doesn't look like we're in a day and age where things have to look nice. It can't. What what's the um, pedalboard company that had the metal slates? Metal slates? Yeah, they were like giant metal plates, and you hooked your guitar to it. I just saw it on Craigslist, local to me, not too long ago. I have no idea. Uh, I, it might, I don't think it was Gator. Oh, the ones that like they could lift. Was it SKB it was or like, Gator or something like that? They, they were like diamond plated and like they'd lift and the cables ran underneath them. I can't remember. I think so. Those were, those were back in like the guitar magazine days. It wasn't, they Always weren't even there. diamond plated. They were just like slats of metal. I'll, we'll put it like, we'll talk about it in the group. I'll find it and I'll yeah. post it. Um, those things looked heavy as I'll <laughs> post it after the episode goes because I posted a joke last time and it totally was, number one, it was a stupid joke. And then people were just like, I don't get it. And I'm just like, it, don't worry about it. You had to have been there. Um, Diaz, I'll show you how to post things where they don't post for three days. Oh, I know. I know. I need to use the feature. I just don't have. There's no filter and there's no like slowdown. I need to think <laughs> like my thought process is ready, fire, aim. So, um, well, speaking of things that are hot and ready, fire, aim, you got one last piece of news there, Diaz, that you picked up today. Yeah. Like I, 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 we've, I feel like it, something that could be talked about and is really cool. Um, so Daniel Tyak, who used to own salvage, uh, pedal boards, um, they were the brand that kind of made the boutique pedal board, a big thing um he had the company for a while uh they started getting backlogged things went crazy um he tried to move something i i guess he tried to change his business plan or or something like that and it didn't work um so he left the business um and he's actually starting a new company called tyak made uh, it looks like he's doing some leather work uh it's kind of going towards the stuff that he likes in life music camping you know, stuff like that. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, pretty interesting news that actually just his Facebook page launched today. Um, you can find that a lot of people in the music industry are still friends with Daniel Tyak. Um, but uh, one of the... Yeah, he was definitely like the, a nexus of a lot of like... I mean, he was on, networking. 60, he was on 60 Cycle Hum. He was a host on there. Um, he, he's the guy who made, like made it happen with Bob Taylor on 60 cycle hum. Um, he, Gabriel, uh, Tenario, he, he introduced those strings. Um, cause he mentioned that, like, I remember the episode listening to it where he's like, these strings have been on here for like eight months and they sound great. Um, so Daniel was a pretty big guy in the boutique gear world and stuff like that. And, you know, he, I've been friends with him still since we're in a group together and, and we've talked and everything and, and he's getting his life straightened out. He went through, uh, uh, some personal things and he's, seems like he's trying to make a comeback. And one of the things, um, I want to read that he posted, um, that in, in our group was, uh, him talking about, um, let's see, sorry. I probably got to have this up. Um, he said, you know, he's hoping to use this to help recover from salvage crashing. He still owes some people some money and he wants to make it right. He, I think that's like one of the cool things is he understands that he's coming in with something already have happened and he's trying to make it right. So mm -hmm. I think it's kudos to Daniel for trying to do that. Um, I don't think anyone could ever talk negative about Daniel's character as a person. You know, he was a business owner that his business failed and it happens i mean some of these there's a lot of people even our president of the united states has businesses that have failed and that doesn't mean they're horrible people all the time but mm. <laughs> huh? no i i'm not comparing daniel to president and i'm not trying to make it political but that's just like a prime example of a person who you know there's a lot of people who 
are considered successful business people who have had businesses that failed first, you know? Oh, I mean, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Hmm? I mean, yeah, there's, there's tons of examples of failed business people. They learn, they move on and they adapt for the next one and they grow. Yeah. So I, I mean, I personally wish, you know, best of luck in this. Um, you know, if there's one thing that could be said, you know, towards the end, whenever Daniel had other people making the stuff, the quality wasn't the way it was whenever it was just Daniel making stuff. But, you know, when, when Daniel was making stuff, he made a great quality product. A lot of people love their salvage boards. There's still, you know, you don't see a whole lot of them pop up for sale that much anymore. I mean, a lot of, but a lot of people have got them and love them. I had a mini one that I traded off. That was a nice little board. So it was big enough for like a Volto underneath. All right. Well, let's jump into our topic. Um, let, we found a press release this week uh, that the Berkeley College of Music, which is arguably the top tier of music colleges up there with Juilliard and... Um, well, and a lot of guitar players, too. I think a lot of people in our, the our realm of the musical world. Berkeley like, is definitely known as being more of a contemporary music school versus... Um, like Juilliard is more traditional. Uh, did John Mayer went to Berkeley, didn't he? Briefly, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, it's one of those people things where like people are like I got accepted into Berkeley, and you're like, oh wow, you must be pretty good. Like yeah. like that it, in itself. Yeah, really. Yeah, a, a, a girl who played guitar with me growing up went to Berkeley, and she's outstanding. One musician. of my one of my brother's guitar players, uh, uh, Aaron. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Aaron. He went to Berkeley. So yeah, so Berkeley College of Music has announced it will now welcome students who consider a laptop, music software, and a controller to be their primary instrument, referring to it as an EDI, electronic digital instrument, and says that its new stance is in recognition of the central role that computers now play in all types of music making. So it begs the question to us now, um, in 2018, is a laptop an instrument? Of well, course, yeah. yeah. No, well, the the main thing about so when I think of an instrument, I think of something that you control and manipulate to produce sound in a musical fashion. So, I mean, there's a lot of things you can make noise mm -hmm. with that I wouldn't consider an instrument, but and that that also comes into the way you use things. Like, well, you've seen people who have shovel guitars. You mm -hmm. took a shovel that in in a nor in normal people's hands, you can make it clink and clang and all that, but people can turn it into an instrument. And that's with a laptop. You can use it for other things, but it's been turned into an instrument. And I think we were talking about it um, beforehand in our pre-app about how the thing about making music with, oh my gosh, I, wow, my train just derailed. Were we talking about the, how the piano at the time yeah, was a modern toy. piece okay, of technology? Yeah. Well, like things start off as toys and become musical instruments. The guitar was a toy. It was like a. It wasn't supposed to be this big thing that like people study, and and people have made livings out of you know, making the best of this. It was just a toy, mm -hmm. and it turned into a musical instrument that is considered a standard musical instrument is guitar i mean there's marching bands have guitar in it now when they do halftime shows you've got you know all you got even like classical guitar you've got all this stuff like it, it became this thing and laptops are taking something and manipulating it and creating music with yeah. it i mean this the, you can look at it as there's the hardware and the software there's two parts to it but look at the guitar and the amp, the guitar and the pedals and the amp and like, you know, just all of this stuff. There, It has major components in it. But in the end, the process is used to make something musical that's pleasurable yeah. to listen to. You also got to so. think of it as like maybe the next step in like how the piano is evolving because the like first line in this like article thing from Berkeley is that it says from the Moog analog synthesizers from the 1670s, you got to think most piano courses at places like this aren't going to cover, you know, synth, synth techniques and stuff like that. 
So yeah. this is oh, going to I mean, be like, like a, a logical a next example. step for like the modern keyboardist that might not need to go back and learn Bach to be able to write the next, uh, you know, 80s-esque synth track. <laughs> well, I mean, a, a great example for me, like we, we probably see in our personal lives is how often uh, in like church music is a, a lot of our outlets mm -hmm. here, right? So that's where we see and interact with a lot of this. But how often the pianos or the key players at, at churches don't know how to use the keyboard to save their lives. Like they just know that, okay, I turn this on and hopefully I get sound out of it. Because all they've learned how to do is play piano. They've never learned how to manipulate the digital mm -hmm. side of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like a guitar player showing up, being handed a, a pedal board, and they go, I don't know how any of these things work. Well, the, um, we just went through this with, uh, we've got a Yamaha motif, something or other, um, and they started using it to control MIDI. Mm -hmm. And that, like, it was a learning curve for everyone because um, we all, like, pitched in and tried to figure it out. And, you know, it's it shows that it requires knowledge. I think that's one of the main, one of the things, like, especially making it part of Berkeley is that it's something that requires knowledge and requires being educated and knowing how to manipulate those things in a positive way. Anyone can go in and just do stuff. Like that's, that's like uh, editing and producing. Anyone can mm -hmm. go in and just like double click, drop, whatever. Yeah. But it takes a real artist in that area to f do what they want to do. Um, what's uh, like that's I've, I've you you see advertisements for you know people who have produced music and like they're like I produced this song and this song and you're like there's there's to the point where people can listen to a song and they're like yeah this guy was behind it like you can just hear by certain different techniques they use and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like we had that era where like Timberland was producing everything and you could hear like yeah. his signature sound yeah. on everything. Uh. Yeah. And that little, uh, that little drum track thing that he kept doing on everything. Yeah. Or like you can hear when Pharrell works on something and you can hear it in the percussion. Well, and there's, you know, my there's, <laughs> there's something oh like my that. Gosh. Something my... So what I, what I find interesting about this is that this will help kind of fight the stigma of DJs or people who just show up and mm -hmm. press play. Um, because I think this will help a lot of digital instrument people who come in and they, they're like, oh, yeah, I know how to set up MIDI. I have this concept of, like, I hear and I understand. I think what Berkeley will probably do is then provide formal music theory instruction on top of that. Because this is still a performance degree. This isn't a, um, this isn't a, like a, a studio production degree. Like the courses I took in school where, like, you actually didn't, most of the people in there didn't actually have much musical talent. We just knew how to run Pro Tools, or at the time we were using a different program. But, um, you know, it, it's education in the technical side only, whereas this program seems much more like it's actually a performance degree. So it's going to be in the craft and the artistry and the focus of what music is in Western society. Did I lose you guys entirely no. on that one? No, I'm sorry. I'm looking something up. There's a, <laughs> there's a producer. I was trying to look it up. Um, what's it called? Because, I mean, you also see stuff like this where, like, uh, if, if you follow the digital music or the electronic dance music trends, like, you see the people who, like, are, like, they just created a good remix of something. And then like the people who stick around for a while of original mm -hmm. production where like dead mouse is a classic example of like, he is a, he's a piano player at yeah. heart. Okay. Um, so, uh, Tom Lord Alge, Chris Lord Algy. No, Tom Lord Algy. Tom, I'm looking it up. So he one of the things that like sticks out is, um, so if you've heard of the band Seven Dust, mm -hmm. uh, they had a song called Waffle, which is a killer song. Um, but there's two different versions of it out. And one of them is uh, mixed by Tom Lord Algae. 
and uh that was the like that's the one that everyone listens to so like even then and and he's credited like whenever you uh doubt like if you get the album it'll say tom lord algae mix like it's that was in 2000 so like people who do certain things to songs get credit and that that started like there's producers and stuff like that so like look at uh mutt lang oh jimmy Iveen was kind of he first came up yeah. through production i mean all these people i'm just kind of curious oh he is he's related to chris lord lg that's why i know him okay um because chris Are lord lg has a bunch of signature like waves production products mm-hmm so. Yeah, so the, the, the and that because that name caught my eye when I was looking at like it was on, on a Facebook ad because I knew the name from somewhere. I'm like, but like it, you see, like, and these people aren't just you know, they're not the mixing engineer that's or they're not the engineer that's constantly mixing. Um, but Butch Vig, you know, he produced and he and he has a certain sound that he goes for, but like a lot of these people nowadays are using laptops. And so, a prime example of his laptop and instrument is gonna have to be Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Mm -hmm. If you watch um, uh, the Sound City, uh, Sound City mm -hmm. documentary, um, the whole time, for the most part, he's playing these different instruments, but he's using the laptop, and he's using that to manipulate the sound and to be an instrument in itself. So I think anyone who disagrees with that is just being a crump part. I mean, the time is now, old man. I was going to say, I mean, both of you are even younger than me. So, I mean, we are on the younger side of the musical spectrum. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like we've seen recently, John Mayer is running around with an MPC controller and he's just running mm -hmm. his guitar into that after being a massive gearhead about everything. And, you know, we're, we're seeing trends like that happen. Um, well, uh, Bob Weir from uh, the Grateful Dead, mm -hmm. uh, he's out with Dead & Co. Um He's using uh, H9s from Eventide, mm -hmm. and he actually has, he'll have an iPad up. And, uh, you know, an iPad's not a laptop, but it's it's, it's, it's the same thing, the general yeah. sense of it. Um, and he's using that to change his pedals. And that, I mean, it's an instrument. It's not like, you know, producing sound instrument, but it's changing sound. And if you go to the basis of the word instrument, mm -hmm. like a a hammer is an instrument so like in it's being used mm -hmm. or like and, uh, matt bellamy from muse when he put a chaos pad in his guitar oh my gosh yeah that was crazy and that uh, even um what's the bass that they use during uh madness oh yeah that thing um like right there that's a that's a, com a computer that's being used to make you know a musical sound so I, so I, someone I, might draw a line in the sand there though saying like oh there's a difference between a midi guitar or a midi pad on a guitar versus someone who can't pick up an instrument i think that i think that's where people are going to like draw the line in the sand and get angry about this probably it's like the oh so-and-so doesn't know how to play an actual instrument where like you know i again i i don't see anyone going through berkeley and not having to take four music theory courses and understanding chord structure and those kind of things yeah just because you can't I mean, Jason Beckner can't play an instrument right now, but he's still creating a lot of music and he's using a computer. Bam, I'm pulling that card. Do you guys know who Jason Beckner is? Nope. Guitar player, has Luke Gehrig's disease. He can't play, he can't move anymore. The only oh. way he can communicate right now is through eye movement. Oh, so he's, he's writing music using eye movement? Yeah, that and he writes cool. it on a computer, wow. and he has, and he has, and some, and he'll have other, he'll have other musicians come over and play the parts for him. He still puts out albums. I'm looking him up. So Jason, um, Kiesel just came out with a Jason Beckner. Do you remember we saw the guitar that had the numbers? It had like the different, like the one, three, five, seven, yeah. and they were different colors. Yeah, that's Jason Beckner. He actually he just came out with a signature guitar for through Kiesel, and he physically cannot play guitar because of Lou Gehrig's disease. He has Man. ALS. So, you know what? I throw that card out. I'm going to pull the uh, the Jason Beckner card. Yeah, it, it, laptop, and that's the way he does a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. um, is through computers. And he's making music still. So, well, and that, yeah. That's also a way a lot of other musicians will write parts or they'll write music in a digital format before they'll perform it. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of 
like look at bands yeah. marching bands we used to have a, a program where we could ta it was where we would write out the music and it would digitally play it mm -hmm. and finale you could make it uh yeah it was probably it probably was finale um and you're using a laptop or a computer and you might not be able to play those instruments but you're able to write the music for it i mean i wrote i'd write a flute part yeah. i didn't know how to Oh, dude, I can't play drums at all. Like, well, like, oh, no, I, I can pick no. up drumsticks and I can hit things, but I can't play drums reliably. <laughs> I can do the intro to That Thing You Do by The Own Eaters, and that's it. Don't you mean The Wonders? As in, I wonder what happened to The Own Eaters? <laughs> Listen, I'm more of a Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters <laughs> fan. The Chantels. All right. Well, I think we've I think we've worked this topic through. Probably. Um, well, uh, let's just wrap it up then. Well, thanks for joining well, us. Every oh, hold on, hold on. I want to say, if you disagree with us, go to our group and tell us. I want to hear a different view. I want to hear someone tell me why. Because I like to argue. And we'll change your mind. <laughs> you won't change my mind. Not your mind, their mind. Meal. Oh, yeah, I'll change your mind. Or I'll just make you so mad that you'll quit. I mean, you, you've yet to change my mind on a topic about sandwiches and hot dogs. But <sighs> the hot dog's not a sandwich, though. <laughs> so with that, thanks for joining us today. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. I know at a certain point, we actually get an iTunes rating, and that's supposed to help us. And instead of the 0, .0 rating we have right now, um, follow us on <laughs> no, Instagram. No, we might have earned that rating. I mean. <laughs> Are you a zero? I, listen. Zero to hero. I'm like Hercules. Oh, I was hoping for a Smashing Pumpkins reference, but all right. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at the effects loop. Uh, honestly, some of our best content is there sometimes. Uh, our Facebook group, as we mentioned earlier, is up and going. Join our discussion, chat about our topic, get into that. Um, keep an eye on our YouTube video. We've got some more content still in the works coming out here, as well as it's another way to listen to our episodes every week. And, uh, you know, if you got anything you want us to look at or talk about, send it to the effects loop at gmail.com. And uh, for this is Scott. I'm Chris. I'm Diaz. Thanks for joining us. All right, three, two, one. In the words of Chris Carter, good enough. <laughs> good enough. Unless you record 30 minutes beforehand and get Chris bad at you. Welcome to the effects loop. I'm Scott. I'm Chris. And I'm Diaz. We're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. Don't bad hate. Burp. Oh, we're not going to sing the whole thing? Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, no.